With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Log Talk Radio. And now on Blog Talk Radio, you're listening to Wine Talk with Stu the Wine Guru. Live from beautiful Coral Springs, Florida, as I always do. As you know, I'll take your calls anytime during the show at one six four six three eight one four eight six zero or email me your questions at info at stewthewineguru.com. You can also go into my chat room here on the show page and chat with other wine enthusiasts or tweet me any questions you like at Stu the Wine Guru on Twitter. And I'll recall that. The power of the people meets the power of the Internet. If you want to find out more about me, just Google Stu the Wine Guru. You can find the websites, videos, articles, and shows I'm currently a part of. Speaking of articles and reviews, I'm writing wine articles and reviews for Yahoo and The Examiner. So look for those as well. All of my wine articles are now available on any smartphone. Just download the Hello Vino app and you can take my wine reviews and articles with you anywhere you go, right in your pocket. I've also made a Wine 101 video series that can be viewed on both YouTube my website, and just about everywhere else. So, tonight, I have to first preface this by saying about my guest, um, you ever swallow a bug by accident? You know, you're out camping or you're driving in a car and one just flies in your mouth and you almost choke, you're like, <laughs> okay. Well, you know, we've all been there. My guest tonight is a unique individual. He actually does that for a living. Well, not actually, you know, inhales bugs, but eats bugs as part of some of the delicacies he eats from around the world. That along with many other creatures. He's a chef, a New Yorker by birth, a Minnesotan by choice, a James Beard award-winning TV personality, author, weekly columnist, a guy with a great sense of humor, and a stomach of steel. I'm almost going to say bionic. He hosts many TV shows, Bizarre Foods, Bizarre World, Appetite for Life, uh, Curbside Cuisine. The name of this incredible poor divorce, the food, is Andrew Zimmern, and he'll be joining us shortly. Of course, the number to call in is 646-381-4860, or if you're shy and you prefer the computer, 
Email me your questions to info at stewthewineguru.com. You can also tweet me your questions to at Guru on Twitter, and I'll read them live on the show. As always, I've opened up a chat room for the listeners to go into and chat. You can also ask questions of me or Andrew, and I'll check into the chat room live. Yeah, hi, this is Tony. Yeah, hi, this is Tony Danza. You listen to Stu the Wine Guru. He's not bad. I listen to him every once in a while, you know. Drink a Tuscan Red, try to take down the edge. Pretty good. I like him. Not bad. So let me make sure that everyone listening knows Andrew's website and can go there for more information about him and his great food endeavors. To learn more about Andrew Zimmern, go to www.andrewzimmern.com and find out when to watch him on TV, the Internet, read about him, follow him around the world. All right. I've done enough there. I want to uh, bring on my guest. So without further wait, let me bring on my guest for the night, you heard the old Life Cereal commercial, give it to Mikey, he'll eat anything. Well, Mikey never met Andrew. Andrew Zimmern, everyone. Andrew. Hello, Stu. Hey. You like my intro? I did like it. It was it was very very good. I thought the one thing that was missing on the curriculum vitae, and I'm not and I'm not sure whether this is true or not, but I would assume that there's there's only a small handful of uh, uh, Stu the wine guru alums that uh, that don't drink. Right, and I I am aware that 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 you don't. So this will be an it, interesting it was, show. Although, I... go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I, was no, no. Say, I, just, I was fascinated. I'm fascinated by the world of wine and certainly uh, bring a lot of expertise uh, into it from before I stopped drinking. But uh, it was one of the things that intrigued me the most. It's, uh, it's wonderful to be able to connect with a, a different group of people than I normally get to connect with. And I was just – I'm just absolutely thrilled. Oh, excellent. Fantastic. Because you have no idea how thrilled I am and probably most of them are listening here. Um <laughs> So, having said that, uh, many questions, Andrew. Let me let you know how this works with my show. Yep. I have people who tweet questions. Yep. Uh, they email in. Um, some they call. I've got people in the chat room. So there is no rhyme or reason. I'm not going to do it in any particular order. I'm just going to ask away, if you don't mind. Fire away. Okay, super. So let me get this question out of the way first because it's most asked question I'm getting from emails. What food will you absolutely not eat? Uh, human flesh and walnuts. <laughs> Wait, together or separately? No, 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 separately. Although okay, together it would be a double whammy of sort of mystical proportions. I've drawn the line at the cannibalism thing. I mean, it comes out all the time, and I've actually been in a couple of situations where I actually had to walk into a room armed with, with you know, some predetermined choices laid out in my head. Um, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, the I don't know what I would do if I was in some sort of uh, tragedy where to survive I needed to uh, eat, uh, right. you know, human flesh. I don't know what would happen, you know, when, and I do say when, I get down to Papua New Guinea and connect with yep. the last sort of uh, regular group of cannibals that are accessible to folks like me. Um, but uh, I do know that as much as I uh, I, I want to be uh, pro-business for the California Walnut Board, 
Um, I just can't, for whatever reason, I just can't do walnuts. Texture, aroma, smell, the whole nine yards. Did I gotcha, lose you? Gotcha. No, no, I got you. You're here. I got oh, you. Oh, good. Can't do the walnuts. Yeah. We got. Can't do walnuts. So, can't do walnuts. Everything. Everything else is pretty much on on the table. I do believe um, in trying things twice, um, and I also I also very much believe that when I'm a guest in someone else's home, I should uh, I should participate in whatever their their food life is like. So I got to ask you a question. This this is something that intrigues me. So you you do a lot of television, obviously, and you know you're yep. a guest on different shows, right? So yep. so when you go to TV shows, right, to promote the show, do you have any yep. weird requests for the green room, like skewered ox intestines, or okay, you know, bring me more uvulas of goats, please? You know, <laughs> you know, it's so funny. When I was uh, about, I'm guessing it's the first season of Bizarre Foods, I got to start to do some really big talk shows. And I would go to like the Tonight Show with Jay Leno and some of the other big David Letterman show and all this stuff. And um, there'd be a really, really great spread. And it wasn't until I did a, a TV commercial for the Chase Sapphire card about two years into my career. Uh, both Tony Burdain and I were asked to do something through the network for Chase Sapphire card. And we said, sure. And I flew down to Miami to shoot this commercial one day on the beach in, in South Beach. And one of their, one of the, I guess one of the Chase people who was in the production side of their business, one of their brand management production people, called sure. my office and said, is there something Andrew likes to have in, you know, waiting for him? And right. uh, the folks in my office said, well, you know, he's, he gets up early in the morning to leave Minnesota to travel down to Miami. He'll get there, take a cab there. He won't have eaten. You know, he likes a nice sandwich. So, you know, they put a couple of sandwiches there. He likes black licorice. They put some black licorice in there. Um, he likes, uh, you know, a certain uh, flavored water that he chugs all the time. Great, right. we got that. He loves iced tea. Oh, great, we got that. And, he, you know, fruit and vegetables. He's always looking for a nice fruit or vegetable tray, you know, the whole fruit that he can pick out of. So flat, they had it all there for me. It was very, very nice, very flattering. About a year later, I'm, I'm at an event and someone says, oh, yeah, I did this talk show appearance, and we had – because I hadn't really noticed that that stuff was showing up all the time. And it goes into these folders, you know, and so I don't even get to intersect with people asking me these questions. They book this stuff either through the network or through me, and it's the same thing for everyone else in the TV business. And this stuff shows up, and it's of those relationships that these horrible rumors start where, you know, so I have such sympathy now for these, you know, rock stars who are called divas or famously won't talk to the press and things like that because you, you very quickly – find yourself innocently put in a box so now I'm like the right. guy that has to have black licorice in his green room thing even though I'm like wait, wait a minute someone asked me like four years ago what kind of candy I liked you know I mean it's innocent right. I'm, a, I'm a regular guy I'm actually I'm talking to you from my driveway my wife is inside making a salad I'm monitoring okay. the pork I'm monitoring the pork on the grill my kid is three doors down playing in our neighbor's awesome. backyard and you know we lead a very very you know a different life. I'm not in LA or New York. I'm in Minnesota. So, right. you know, it's, it's hysterical that these things, but this question is actually very charming and relevant because I've taken a lot of crap from people about it. Well, I'm glad I was able to ask it and bring it out. So the takeaway is, is that he, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I, I, I thought of it myself actually. Um, right on. So, 
<laughs> so I don't have writers, by the way. I just want to let you yeah, know yeah, I have yeah. no writers. Just me. No, you're smart. All you're smart and informed, all on your own. Thank you, thank you. Okay, and you heard that from Andrew Zimmern. Most of the people that are listening. To. Um, so, so I want to go over to something else here. So, um, sure. Yeah. So you're a well-trained, incredible chef. Uh, you made award-winning dishes from many fantastic restaurants. Mm-hmm. Tell my listeners how you go from that. From that to the world I'm in now. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's interesting. So many, so much of the world knows me as an eater and and not a chef. That is something that I've been working very hard to remind people because I'm. It's something that I'm very very proud of. Um, I was, you know, in the in the restaurant business for you know eighteen nineteen years. Um, before uh, I moved to, uh, well, that's not really true. I was in the restaurant business for about fourteen years before I moved to Minnesota, and when I you know, change my restaurant career from a New York-based food life to a Minnesota-based food life, I found myself in a different kind of market. And I started doing local television, and the local TV producers there were um, did not have the uh, experience that a lot of New York TV news producers have, which is a very media-savvy group of chefs to call upon to do two-minute demos on the Saturday morning show and, you know, show America how to do muffins. Now, this was... Yeah. You know, years of this is, you know, I'm talking uh, 17, 18 years ago. I've been living in Minnesota now for 19 years. Um, And the food world was different. There wasn't as much of it on there. I mean, you know, uh, Food Network was young. Um, There wasn't all the magazines and the brouhaha and, you know, all the chef testant shows weren't so prevalent. It was was a much more uh, innocent time. And uh, I started to get the opportunity to do a lot more local TV because I could actually, you know, I handle myself in front of a camera. Um, sure. Flatteringly, they kept asking me to do more. Then I found out there were some HGTV shows that were based here in the Twin Cities, uh, a show called Rebecca's Garden and a show called Typical Mary Ellen. And yep. those producers got a hold of me and said, would you know, would you come on the show? That went well. They then said, would you be our regular food guy? That went well. And at that point, I had, you know, friends, family, and, you know, business associates who said, you really ought to start to think about doing this. And I I left the restaurant business, and I and I started work at the local Fox uh, – uh, station here in the Twin Cities and told mm-hmm. them, you know, yeah, I, I'll, you know, I, I worked for free for them for three months, worked for a magazine for free for three months and did a radio show at uh, an FM talk show, uh, station here in town for free for three months. I'd saved some money. I exited the restaurant business and decided to invest full time in sort of growing my uh, my media life, as it were. Um, Got it. And after after a bunch of months, the, the TV station and the magazine uh, came around pretty fast, and you know I had an audience, and I was able to um, to start to cobble together a living from these three jobs. Radio was a little tougher; um, it was uh, it was hard to to get that going. But once I did, I really enjoyed. It's actually the job, the media job that I don't have that I miss the most is is doing drive time talk radio. I thought it was just a fascinating uh, space to play in. Um, and along the way, I, I acquired clips of myself. I started to do appearances on, you know, some Food Network shows and things like that. And then I started hammering Travel Channel with my show ideas, saying I really I want to be the food guy. At that point, Tony's show, Cook's Tour, was on Food Network. And I said, I want to be right. the food guy on Travel Channel. And um, it took me a while, uh, but uh, it, it happened. 
Yeah, I have to say in a big way. And uh, I, I think everyone listening, inclusive of myself, is happy that it did. Um, so let me get some email questions answered here. I've got the first one is from Stilla Foodie from Omaha, Nebraska. And it says, mm-hmm. hi, Andrew. I just wanted to tell you that I love your show and just yep. started watching it recently. My question is, how how let's see, how have you uh, – oh, how you ever gotten really ill and had to be hospitalized after filming an episode from something you ate? Never. Um, I, I have a, a New Yorker sensibility about food. Uh, when I was young, you'd, you'd walk out of the Madison Square Garden or the public library or theme of natural history, and there'd be 10 hot dog vendors in front of you. And only one of them would have a long line with lots of happy customers chomping away, and the guy would be singing and big wafts of steam coming out of his little sauerkraut bin whenever he'd open it to dress a dog. That's the guy you buy from. And Absolutely. that's the it's the same thing with the dumpling vendor in Shanghai or the, you know, reindeer hot dog vendor in Iceland. Um, you go, go to the, you go where it's crowded, where the hot food is hot, the cold food is cold and the people are happy. And I put smiles on their faces. I, I do the same thing. I was in Toronto for business. I was in the Chinatown up there with some friends and I walked into two or three restaurants and we picked one just based on how happy everybody looked in the dining room. It's a good <laughs> like method. That. It's a good I'm going method. to do that. I'm going to do that. It's a good method. I've got another question here from Una, 1950, from Geneva, Switzerland, and it says, Stu, thanks for another great guest. I truly enjoy listening with my friends to your show. Great new videos on your site. By the Switzerland, and Andrew, if you want to answer that. Uh, you blanked out at the end after the videos on your site, so I didn't oh, hear the question. Okay, so okay, so a question from Una 1950 was, um, how do you decide on where to travel to? Oh, we uh, we spend um, several weeks every year planning the next year's shooting. Um, we have a team of amazing researchers and assistant and associate producers and producers who, you know, we sit in a room and I throw out, here's 20 places I think we should go, and we kind of start from there. Um, we have to make sure that where we're going, we have great stories that, that interest me. And our stories fit into several silos that might not be apparent to people. Maybe they are, but we, we always look for markets. We always look for restaurants. We always look for chefs. We always look for a family meal and we always look for what I call a process story. You know, in Vietnam, mm-hmm. it was fish sauce. In Seoul, Korea, it was kimchi. Uh, we always look for something where I, I'm fascinated by how they actually make something. And along the way, we get to meet and greet some really crazy characters. Um, it, it's, it's, it, I, I, it sounds simple, but it's not. We have, we have some really smart, hardworking folks that make me look very good. <laughs> well, that, yeah, and... Um... Molly's one of them, and uh, yeah, I was going to tell you, I I, I I got a chance to to e- email back and forth with her. She's great, by the way. Um, yeah, Molly and du- Molly and Dusty run my FoodWorks absolutely. office, and they are they are the best there is. Yeah, they're crack staff, and I want to say hats off and a shout out to them because thank you very much thank for you. everything they've done to make this happen today. Um, in addition to that, so um, I'm going to ask you a question prior to asking some other email questions because I want to make sure. sure that we get this out. So, are there any events? appearances, uh, news about your shows you want to let my listeners know about, you know, before, you know, because um, I I think people like to get a little bit of the...
You there, Andrew? Yes, I am. I, I think I got the gist of your question. You were breaking up a little bit. Um, yeah, it's people pe- don't no need to apologize. People can uh, can log on to andrewzimmer.com, and you know we have a regular newsletter that goes out. Following me on Twitter and Facebook is sort of the best way. Everything that I'm involved in, we we tweet about well in advance of appearances and things like that. Um, I think we have an appearance uh, page on our website for folks that are all over different parts of the world. Um, but we've got some interesting things going on. At the end of May, my my new uh, I did a children's version of the uh, of the Bizarre Truth book, and that drops at the end of May. Um, I'll be at the Beard Awards, of of course. Uh, yes. This coming year, I'm I'm lucky enough to be nominated again in a couple of categories. I'll be at the awesome. Aspen Food and Wine at, at the Aspen Food and Wine Festival for those that are coming out to Colorado and in in June for that. Um, I'm doing uh, the New York City Wine and Food Festival and the South Beach uh, Wine and Food Festival. I'm very involved in those uh, events. The closing party for the New York City Wine and Food Festival is, uh, I believe, my uh, Andrew Zimmern's Carts in the Park event where we mobilize food trucks from all over New York and do a big outdoors event with uh, live music that was fantastic last year and is going to be great mm-hmm. again this year. Um, for those that uh, that want to see the more of the food side of me, uh, Food & Wine magazine drops next week and I have an eight-page recipe feature in there along with a uh, uh, the cover of the um, of the magazine is my chicken yakitori dish. It's sort of making its way around the the internet right now. I think it's uh, on the Food and Wine magazine site. They've released some stuff on that um, on their site. So people who are looking to see the kind of things that I cook at home that are inspired by my journeys on the road can uh, can grab that magazine. Um, and for people who are here in the Midwest, you know, I work for Minneapolis St. Paul magazine and people can, uh, you know, people can read me there and on my blog at their website as well. You know, Andrew, you, I don't think you work hard enough. Seriously, you need to get like maybe a second job or a third job maybe. Seriously. Well, here's the, here's the funny thing. As, as I, as I finished that list, I realized, oh yeah, the, the largest and most widely circulated magazine in the world is Delta Sky's in-flight magazine. You forgot Um, that. (laughs) <laughs> and I, yeah, and I and I write a monthly column there that's pretty interesting. So yes, you do. reach into the back, reach into the back of your uh, the pocket of the seat in front of you, um, and down and grab that. It's a great magazine. I love Delta Sky. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a keeper keeper for me every time I'm flying. Oh, it, me as well, by the way. And and I just let you know, uh, I want to make sure everyone listening has has gotten a chance. Go to his website. Go to andrewzimmern.com. You, you know, there's so much information there about what he's doing and all that. It's really, really important, and it'll give you insight, as he has, uh, into his world. Um, let me see. I'm going to see if I can grab, because we have a couple more minutes left here, and I want to make sure I grab some questions from the some emails sure. that were sent out here. Okay, so the next one is from Nunzio888 from Rome, Italy, and it says, So you have a really interesting guest on. I enjoy this show. Please ask Andrew if he had thought of opening a restaurant, serving some of the unique food from around the world. Thank you, Chow. Did you get that? Yeah, I did. It's it's something that we talk about every year with my managers and agents, and I think when my TV life is over, it's something that I would definitely consider doing. Um, the restaurant business is something, you know, the restaurant business is an evil mistress. 
Um, right. And I think at a certain point, uh, it's also a young person's business. I'm, you know, yes. I'm still young at heart. I'm still young in my TV career. Um, what I think is really uh, important is to focus on that and the other things that are in front of me right now. But I love the idea of doing something like that when I am uh, semi-retired from my current day job. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Everybody listening up because that would be awesome. I know I'd be I'd be on the list of coming in to uh, try the food. By the way, um, I would be on the list of. Um, let me go in another direction. Uh, talking about food trucks and all that. Uh, what do you see as the next food truck sensation trend? Oh God, you know. I, I, the- the great thing about the mobile food world is um, is that it changes as you know faster than the internet does these days. Um, I think that uh, these mobile places are going to start doing more pop up, uh, mm-hmm. short term events, seasonal things. I mean, you already see food trucks doing seasonal things um, uh, in warm weather spots. Montaco truck, one of my favorite trucks out there. Um, does a, uh, you know, half the year in uh, New York City and half the year in uh, Miami Beach. Um, I think pop-up restaurants and carts that are built like Move Truck uh, yeah. does. Um, oh, my son is scootering over me. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> uh, move Truck, and people can see what that is. That's a truck that actually unfolds like a transformer into a restaurant. Um, that's an amazingly cool thing. And uh, I think people are going to see more and more of these sort of like portable restaurant environments, portable food environments. And um, I I think it's a fascinating direction this is going in. Everyone is just reimagining and reengineering the foods that we've loved. I mean, that's what's most most successful. Buttermilk truck in L.A. being the best example of that. She's making red velvet pancakes. I mean, she's crossed a cupcake with a pancake, and uh, the result is genius. Well, I want to say, um, oh, don't up, touch that. Uh, that's muddy. Not you, Stu. Everybody, that's 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 no problem. That's uh, my six-year-old. <laughs> I was going to tell everybody to listen up. All young food entrepreneurs to what Andrew Zimmerman was just talking about. Um, I'm going to ask you the question that I ask everybody uh, on my, my guests on this. So by way of miracle, let's say you can sit down with anyone in the world, alive or dead tomorrow, and enjoy a meal with them. Who would it be and why? Uh, Teddy Roosevelt. I think he's one of the most fascinating people in history. Uh, second would be Churchill. And the reason that I love the two of them is these are men who changed uh, who changed the times that we live in, that they lived in, and were mm-hmm. visionaries. Um, you know, Churchill not only had the, uh, you know, his Middle East years, you know, I, I don't even need to be with Churchill the Prime Minister. I can be with young Churchill the Adventurer. I can be gotcha. with Teddy Roosevelt, you know, on safari in Africa. I think Roosevelt is one of the most inspirational men that I've ever learned about, um, from going to be the first police commissioner of New York, or police commissioner of New York City, um, at a very tumultuous time in that in my hometown's history, to being the pioneering adventurer and the advocate for you know our national park system, as well as being president of the United States, I think he's the most fascinating person I've ever uh, I could ever imagine sitting down with. So if I ha- if we came into your house right now, in yep. fact we're right outside your door, although you can't see us. No, if, yep. if we came inside your house right now, Andrew, we're on the way. We're on our way. Um, and, and we opened up your refrigerator okay, yep. and, and your freezer, 
what will we find? Should, should we be nervous? Oh, no, a lot of pickles, a lot of mustard, a lot of hot sauces, a lot of soft drinks and awesome non-alcoholic beverages. My my wife got me into coconut water, and I'm just absolutely nuts about it. Um, I, I I'm almost drinking the local supermarkets out of out of their product. Um, we uh, we eat a lot of fresh food. Um, my wife is the caretaker of our home food lives in in many many ways, and we're sort of I wouldn't say uh, um, uh, eerily uh, obsessed with it, but I think that we lead a very very wholesome and green food life. Um, that being said, we have some pretty gnarly commercial popsicles in there, little mini bomb pops that now that the weather's turning warm, I, I keep thinking about on a daily basis. <laughs> I like that. I keep thinking about them on a daily basis. I really appreciate um, you being a guest of mine tonight. Uh, and giving my listeners such a great insight into your world uh, because it's really it's completely fascinating. I ask in advance if it's possible that I can have you on because I have a million more questions and I know we'd that, love to do that it. there would be more. We'd love to do it know. again. We'd love that to is, do it again. That is fantastic. I really appreciate it. Hey, listen, tell all your fresh chef friends that, that do like you do, well, not exactly like you do, um, about the show, but I would love to have them on as well and um, you tell them about your experience. Um, I'd really appreciate it. I appreciate that. it, Stu. I appreciate it, Stu. Thank you, and thank you to all your listeners. Thank you again. Have a great evening. Take, Take care. care. You too. Bye, Bye, Andrew. Well, folks, that was Andrew Zimmern, Travel Channel's Bizarre Food. I want to especially thank him for tonight. Uh, if you have any questions about the show, you can email them to info at stewthewineguru.com. My website as well at www.stewthewineguru.com and click on the link for all of my wine articles, videos, and to listen to this show um, once it's archived tomorrow. Tomorrow, good night, and good wine. And now, Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.